Hey, it's Jeff from Brennan's Smoke Shop, and I wanted to thank Governor Baker personally for proving the theory that the pen is mightier than the sword. With one vicious swing of his mighty sword, he cut down all of the tobacco industry's competition in the Commonwealth. Charlie, why? Forcing consumers to the black market and gray market. The very market, from what I understand, is making people sick. I'd also like to give the vape industry a big round of applause. Welcome to the show, vape industry! Lawyer up. A lot of guests here in studio. Mike Crawford again. Young Jerks. Rainy, rainy, rainy day and night. Uh, I really feel bad for all those folks down watching the Patriots play Dallas right now. Really? You got to be a Sado. What do you call that word? Sado Macho? Uh, uh, Maticus. Yes. Maticus. That word. Thank you, Chauncey Spencer. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the guests. We have two guests sitting next to us Omanheet Garner and Chauncey Spencer. Welcome to the show. Hey. Thanks for having us. And uh, we wanted to. You know, we got a few guests here, uh, a couple other guests watching the studio. Uh, we have Goldie Piff as well that's going to be on the show today, and uh, Scott Winters. And today we're talking all about cannabis with folks that are interested in cannabis, you know, licensing and, you know, app with applicants, with people who are actually going through this process. And we really wanted to start with Boston mm -hmm. and what happened this week because a lot of us were like, what is going on? Like, what's... I'm watching from afar. I see you guys aren't happy, and Kim Janey's got a proposal, and then it gets through, and it looks like there was some kind of compromise. But I don't know. I don't, I, so I figured I'd just throw it to you, because you were both there, mm -hmm. and you were both part of this. Uh, tell us what happened and your role in it, and which, who, who wants to start, I guess? Well, I, I think I'll, I'll start. She's always doing well to, to correct me when I'm wrong. So, um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Janie had, um, and I, I should say that the city council heard a lot of concerns last year about the slow process and how things were moving. And um, I believe that uh, Kim Janie wanted to um, make sure that it was an equitable uh, rollout. And, and so she uh, partnered with um, uh, Councilman Flaherty to uh, get the ball rolling, get, the, um, get everything moving, you know. And so that started a series of working sessions and um, ultimately they ended up uh, voting on this ordinance that passed. Now there was a lot that went on um, between, between the uh, working sessions um, and we felt that, that uh, we didn't necessarily have the relationship that, that some folks may have had with uh, city council to get their voices heard. Uh, we couldn't get out, we, I shouldn't say that we didn't well, get our voices heard, they, but um, it was not reflected in the, the final ordinance that we saw. So How many working sessions were there, Chauncey? Uh, there were two working sessions. So two working sessions. I um, actually didn't make neither one of the working sessions, but um, the first one I did hear about it through Facebook and um, wasn't able to make it because I was working. I did go to the follow-up city council meeting and I put my name on the list for the email follow-up, but I um, didn't hear about the next working session. So neither did my mom, who is the name on her on the economic empowerment certificate it's her name on it so, so you're an applicant in boston yeah well no not in boston we don't have application there we're in rochester mass okay yeah um so basically but we we are residents of um boston, boston. yes and maybe hopefully we'll open up in boston too um so basically weren't i wasn't a part of the work session um I know there's a couple other economic empowerment um, applicants who also weren't a part of the work session, but I just like to point out that two work sessions isn't enough. Um, and later on, we found out that they tried passing the ordinance, voting on the ordinance, um, without releasing it to the public. 
and when we caught wind of that got um the most updated version of the ordinance that we had which was really a old draft of the ordinance um and started drafting that and working on it to make it really equitable um you came up with your own plan that yeah. i saw which i really liked yeah, yeah thank you so it took some time us doing that and then um starting to reach out and ask for the most updated ordinance and we weren't able to get that so we continued pushing on with um our ordinance came up with our own criteria um and we did fight for um exclusivity in cambridge which was like a huge win um it wasn't perfect because it only included economic empowerment um certificate owners um but cambridge is really about equity and the mayor sat down and talked to us and asked us what can he do and they're working on a um, fund for economic empowerment state approved social equity people so with that we knew after that when we were like we need to be pushing you know statewide um but then this happened so quick with the boston where we were like okay now we need to just focus on boston real quick and we were trying to get um, exclusivity for economic empowerment um, applicants for at least one year and then for the second year state approved social equity applicants and then with our criteria which is really our criteria um, prioritized you know people that lived in disproportionately affected areas black and brown people um, people would disadvantaged business enterprises cooperatives um it was really equitable so it was kind of exciting so that like we were hoping that after the exclusivity period if they stuck with using this criteria it would really bring equity to our communities um so yeah just for the audience some people might not know exactly what we're talking about and i just want to make oh. sure they do um we're talking about cannabis licensing of cannabis we know it's legal now in massachusetts so every city and town has to, you know, that is going to go forward with shops and, and cultivation and, you know, all these different businesses that we talk about that are being licensed to the Cannabis Control Commission, they have to decide who's going to get to open. And there's different um, certifications. I don't know what we call this. Maybe I'm not wrong on that. But there's different ways you can apply through the state. And uh, economic empowerment is one way we talked about, mm -hmm. which you mentioned. Um, you mentioned another one, which is social. State approved social equity. Um, which is another program where the licenses are cheaper. Um, they have less barriers. Basically, they get technical assistance, um, and they don't have to do, they're not held to the same standards as economic empowerment people. So, like, one thing that was big for us is um, Boston is one of the 29 disproportionately affected areas. Um, and when we say disproportionately, I want to make sure people know that what we're talking about there, too. We're talking about uh, people of color, mostly black males especially, who were you use cannabis less than I use it and uh, were like 10 times more likely to be arrested, prosecuted, thrown in jail, have their lives ruined. And it happened to me. So I'm a white guy and it happened to me. Uh, and I didn't get thrown in jail, but I got arrested and it did ruin my career. Um, and, you know, it's just one medical joint. And how many times did I get off, though? I mean, mm -hmm. that's the thing. Um, and even with me, they treated me a certain way when I was in court, obviously because i had a professional job and they were like wow you shouldn't be here <laughs> like i mean just generally yeah, whereas we, we just me, they always said you should be here maybe and you need to by be judging by your color which yeah, is ridiculous it was, it was and you're you should not be there like yeah. that's obvious uh to me um so but we're talking about cannabis and people who were harmed and for the most part what we've seen in massachusetts is rich mostly white males very very rich too like mm -hmm. we're talking about multi-million guys that worked at goldman sachs uh, that were the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, 
those are the folks who have opened and gotten to open in Massachusetts exclusively at this point. There's a few women owners, but it's mostly might, like I said, rich white males. Yeah, so they had the exclusivity period already. Yeah. So and now so we're we, talking about we need to fix this. And, and the conversation is happening everywhere. Not everywhere, but in certain cities like Boston, Somerville, Cambridge, where it should happen. Um, and either, even other cities, it's starting to happen. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think the question is, it's just like legalization. We, when we all agree it should be legal, or we all agree on medical, it's how do we do this? How does it get done? And mm -hmm. that's where we, what we're talking about is, does the Janie policy really help or not? And, and why, is, why did you guys come up with a different framework? Because it seems like you're kind of all saying the same thing, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. at a certain point, there it's the wording is very important. Yeah. So you what, have to what look at the what, what did you put up compared um, to the Janie proposal, and why why did did you kind of criticize the Janie proposal? Let's just well, start we, with the November because that's the major. I feel like let's talk yeah, about oh, yeah, victory yeah, we, win. We, you know, I, I guess we can get lost in uh, all, all the details, and but the major point was that there was not going to be an equitable rollout as we thought it should be and it would just wouldn't have been equitable let's just be honest and i think it was just a uh, oversight of the city council um possibly um, <laughs> i don't know so basically in the ordinance it said that no applicant shall hold, be held harmless um basically before november um first 2019 so therefore they would not apply to the one-to-one -one equity equitable rollout and so therefore yeah. that's not so anyone who had already applied yes. which was what like 100, 100 of them and like yeah. 45 yeah. and there's only like how many applicate how many licenses there were only going to be maybe about 39 okay. left. so now they had 39 app 39 left. spots open and over 100 applications grandfathered in by the Janie uh, original Janie proposal and then we're gonna do equity, which one to one. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah. so. It that was, was the issue, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. it was, the main, it was the our, biggest it issue. Was our, our, our main issue main with issue. the Janie. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so I get that because that, like, to me, it's like, wow, you're supposed to, you say you want to help economic empowerment and social, but you're not. You're helping these hundred folks who are already in line, mm -hmm. which is a problem too. I mean, it's like you're late to the game. So what? So what did you come up with, and and what? Because it, it seemed like Janie did go with a compromise that kind of did do some of the things that you were asking for. Exactly. In so, so that was our issue. We, we um, ended up bringing it to uh, the council and, and uh, others um, on that Friday and it was going by Tuesday. And so um, I, I believe that our voice was heard in that space. It seems like it definitely was heard. They changed the whole thing. Yeah. And they cha what did they part. change it? Tell us what they changed it to. There's another. Okay. Well, basically, they, it's just a one-to-one -one altogether. Everyone applies to that one-to-one -one equity. From the very beginning. Role. From the very So the hundred are in everyone. the same queue. Uh, so they have to, they can do one um, economic empowerment for every other applicant? No. Yes. Well, How does that work? No. No. So there was the other problem. <laughs> Uh, economic empowerment is no longer a priority in this space, and and so it, it's where we, as economic empowerment applicants, we get lumped into so the whole social. So bring equity. it back. So it's a whole new equity program, okay. Boston. That's um, right. I look at it as kind of like undermining the state's program. That's a, how okay. I look at it. Okay. So f there's another thing that was removed in the ordinance too, where it originally was saying that like people who um, were a resident of Boston only for a year could apply to be an equity applicant. So basically equity applicants should only be economic empowerment, state approved economic empowerment applicants or state approved social equity applicants. They are the only people that like 
should be giving a license or getting this pool because of this social equity program is ongoing. It continues forever. Okay. And they get assistance. So, so they could still apply to yeah, that. It's so not like they missed out. No one misses out. So, and with that is if a city or town was to create a social equity program, um, it would be assistance. It would be what Cambridge is doing. It would be, yes, we loved um, the technical assistance that um, Kenjani was pointing out that she wanted to give because of economic empowerment, applicants don't all qualify or get that assistance because of they're not social equity applicants. So that's a right thing to do for equity um, for a town or city and to create a fund, but not to create a whole nother licensing process, and especially not a licensing process that opens right. up the door for big business to yeah. come in. It takes more money local. for the people you're trying to get into the program. Now they have to go through a whole new set of hurdles. And like you said, who's got the money to do that? And it's a who's bigger it gonna sneak in? Set of hurdles, bigger pool, and no exclusivity period. And now I look at it, yes, this is, it's better. Um, I'll take it rather than what we had originally. But at the same time, you're still um, creating a time where it's gonna be, you know, people that have been affected and still are affected living in these areas, people, you know, living in poverty that are gonna be fighting up against the, these big businesses and these billionaires, you know? And some sometimes it's not gonna look that way because they're gonna find a face, but that's really what it is gonna be because of we didn't create that exclusivity period. Um, but it's okay, the, the, um, the ordinance is better than what it was. It's better than what it was and, and, um, and it's a, a a framework for moving forward also because there's a lot of work more that, that we need to do and mm -hmm. we need to address uh, some issues in regards to zoning we need to address some other issues in regards to how the board looks and and um, also uh, trying to figure out how we are going to deal with applicants that are in the pool and particularly the economic department applicants because we had been there waiting for a year and a let half. Me, let me ask you a mm -hmm. question about zoning because this came up immediately i was the first one i think that really brought this up we were bringing it up over and over and over again and we've been asking some of the candidates that came on like uh felix uh, not felix uh, uh ricardo ricardo, <laughs> ricardo excuse me <laughs> his son ricardo who uh Brother. won he won the city council seat um, but we asked a bunch of them uh, when they came on you know will you lift there's there's a buffer zone that michael flaherty put into place uh with bear walsh and i think with patriot care wasn't able to nail that down 100%, but I think Patriot Care definitely likes this uh, buffer zone because they open first, and then it's harder to open anything around them one mile from downtown Boston. Wow, wouldn't you like to have that yeah. on any mm -hmm. item, you know, whether it's bread, gasoline, yeah. what, anything. If you can monopoly <laughs> one, one mile in Boston downtown, geez. Mm -hmm. So that's what the, this, yeah, I think it's a half mile or a mile. I can't even remember now. Is it a half mile or a mile? Half mile. Half, half mile, mile buffer uh, zone. Uh, yeah, so they have a half mile buffer zone in Boston, which is very concentrated, congested, not much land mass. A half mile in Boston buffer zone is a huge impediment from people from opening. It, and, you know, we have sometimes economic empowerment applicants right next to each other trying to open, and only one of them is going to get to open because a half mile buffer zone is there any have you talked to them on this have you heard any pushback to change this because well, it seems really unfair well it sounded as if uh Jenny was um in favor and i hear rumors that of lifting that, that? yeah of mm -hmm. lifting that and i hear mayor walsh maybe uh, uh also uh, in favor of that or at the least the uh the um uh his people the mayor's office maybe may be, may be in favor of that uh hopefully they do that for uh, specifically economic empowerment applicants that's uh, right but yeah mm -hmm. and that's what you guys should maybe bring Didn't up it's just like you know why not just do it at SEs and EEs and, and just 
yeah, yeah. give you that if additional some pushback you know people need to be reminded what economic empowerment applicants bring to the table you right. know we are required to hire people from our community so you know that that and people with quarries so we are community building as a, as a business so that's something that needs to be considered you know we cannot continue to have this discussion about about um about how we are taking something or, or damaging a community. We, that's exactly what we are, our community builders, um, by the nature of our business. So, uh, it's unbelievable, the, mm -hmm. the, the stigma, the bigotry against mm -hmm. it still, yeah. it's just like, yeah. how can they think that you're the problem when it's already there, but it's just not licensed or regulated, or aren't checking children's IDs. I, children are often the customers and the dealers. Mm. Yeah, I think and if you make it legal, all that goes away. Yeah. And, and not, you know, not all at once because it's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen that. But, but if you bring them into the to the industry, every that's, legal that's sale is one less legal sale, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. so you're an applicant. Where again, Chauncey? In Madison Square. In Madison Square. How long? When did you apply? How long is this process? Because I know it's takes a long time. It's yes. you put in a lot of work. How long have you been waiting for this? I've been waiting for over a year and a half now. Over um, a year and a half. Yeah, uh, I applied originally with the online application back in May and then followed up with or did the second part of the application because it's a two part process and finished the uh, second part in um, in the end of June. And so I ended up being the first applicant to uh, run that race and I've been waiting ever since. And, and so other people have gotten ahead of you, even though you were before that you, you applied yes. first. Yes. And so why does that happen? Um, good question, and that was the reason why um, you know a lot of people had complained to uh, Janie's office or complained to the city council, and um, and that's what started this whole entire ball rolling. So um, there were a lot of questions about what the reasons were, but I think it's because partly I don't, and many others don't have that relationship with um, uh, uh, the. Power the, players? The, the power players. The and, political and, power yeah, players. Yeah. Mayor so Walsh. They, yeah, I'm not in their Rolodex. So they're just like, you know, okay, all right, who's in the Rolodex? Who wants to move, open one of these businesses? And so when they saw that the vast majority of the, or a good portion of the people that were coming um, to open these businesses were, were people who were politically connected, that, you know, the mayor put a, a stop to that. And he says, no, that this, you know, we need to cut this. Well, and, it, it, when the feds were <laughs> starting to look into it. Mm. Have you heard anything from the feds at all as an applicant? Have you no. have they reached out to you guys at all? No, no. Um, I it was funny enough. I thought that they did the other day, but um, but no, they they didn't. Um, I haven't heard a single peep. It's interesting because a lot of people uh, wonder if Boston's about to have major federal indictments on cannabis. You know, for for this process, it's very interesting to see what's going on. Um, how many applicants are in Mattapan, like within the half mile buffer zone from you? Uh, funny enough, um, I. I pulled the entire list and I did see some um, a couple of others but they never m moved to the uh, second step but there are currently um, two others that did so there's three of us there is a um, uh, pure oasis uh, they have another um, application in in Mattapan and they're the first economic empowerment um, uh, uh, applicant to receive uh, provisional licensing so if they get it first you can't open uh, under the half mile buffer zone yeah exactly oh. Yeah, that's so. so stupid. Like, cause, <laughs> like, I want you both to get to open. Yeah. Well, he is going to open, and, and hopefully, I will open too. Right? <laughs> yeah. But do we have yeah. to change the law to make that happen within Boston? Uh, that's just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be equitable if he gets two and I get one. I guess. But um, so that's another thing that we had in our um, ordinance. So we organized in a short period of time, a couple of days, and met with like 25 other economic empowerment and state-approved social equity people, and went over our draft of the ordinance. And we were just like, how do we really make this equitable? And like you said, it's not fair if 
someone already has one store but yet tries getting another store that's close to Chauncey and yet they get it over him because of maybe, I don't know, connections, whatever it is, whatever it may be. Um, but if you already have one store, it's only equitable to let the other person open. So we all agreed and we were like, does anyone oppose the making this, adding this to our ordinance that only, we could only have one store at first until all economic and state approved people have at least one spot in Boston. Or no a year has passed Yeah, by. or the two years um, exclusivity. So you guys are almost there. working together on this. Good. Because yeah. you, you know the city's not. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, that you, you'll work together as applicants because you know how messed up the city of Boston is, basically. And it's, you, well, it's a learning process for them also. Yeah. Don't, get, don't get me wrong. And they have Am I being too negative? Is that what and, you're saying? Well, yeah. no. And it's not even just, I mean, it's not just Boston. Right. So we have, we have already been doing this. Um, Village Piff was out in New Bedford helping right. out Whisk and Jane when they were going through their things. And um, then when they moved to Manhattan, like we were, it's a thing that economic empowerment people, we have to support everywhere. each other. Yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. And people came from everywhere and was out with us in Boston too. Yeah. So you had really a good, good turnout, it looked like. I, yeah. I saw the pictures. It looked mm -hmm. like you guys had a, a really good turnout for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and um, people came off, you know, took off from their jobs, you know, uh, um, had brought their children. That's right. You know, and it was very important for, for a lot of folks in, in this space. But, you know, I do want to say that that um, this is a learning process for, for the city council also. So let's not try and for the mayor too you know right. I, I don't want to bash them too much and and um and I, I appreciate that the the fact that they have come out to um to try and make an attempt you know but you know unfortunately they did not have a lot of the um you know um economic empowerment folks impact uh, uh, input into this and so um we just wanted to uh, uh make sure that they did and and then on top of that um, sorry, a little feedback, but yeah, I think yeah. it's your hand on the mic, actually. Oh, mic Jesus, stand. blame just, it on me. Just take it off it's the mic my. stand. That's what I think. <laughs> right. I'm guessing so. these mics are ridiculously mm -hmm. touchy lately. Yeah, so uh, usually it's me, Chauncey. So no, I, I thought it was I'm my glad when I'm noticing it's someone else now because usually it's me. That's what I remember I told you last week. Yeah, I had a I, I, yeah, you should just throw that microphone against the wall. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a little scared when I saw it. <laughs> I think we have a phone call. We haven't even gotten out the number today. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Who's on the phone? Hi, my name is Jean. Jean, what's up? I was, I was just calling. I'm listening to Young Jerks. I enjoyed the show. And I wanted to know, um, how is Mayor Walsh? Is he in support of what they're trying to do? Uh, that's what I wanted to ask Dominique. Yeah, yeah. I would say Mayor Walsh is in support of um, economic empowerment applicants. Um, for sure, definitely. Yeah, he was actually the one who uh, continued to speak the, the language of economic empowerment. Um, and so we felt that, that he was one of our largest supporters. Um, I, I suspect that if, if, it retain, if, if he maintained his uh, control of it, then, then it would, if we would have maintained the, the economic empowerment priority status that we had from the get-go. Um, however, when the city council got their hands on this ordinance, and um, and others had to uh, uh, make some modifications. Economic empowerment priority status had uh, uh, dissolved. So Thank you, Gene. We're going to have to cut you right. call. Thank you. Unfortunately, Bye -bye. we have having some feedback on it. I mm -hmm. really uh, do like the call. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> it sucks sometimes. But we, yes, to answer our question, yes, uh, uh, the mayor is, is uh, definitely in support. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was a good call, too. I'm glad she called. Uh, first time caller, I believe. Gene, please call back another time. Or maybe you can call back later on the show if you want to continue the conversation but we were having a bad phone connection there and 
I, I saw Murphy trying to work the board. I could see there were some issues over there. I was just like, just cut it. Just get rid of it. <laughs> so I'm trying to fix it. We don't know what's wrong with it. The I think that was on Us. her side. Oh, it's on her side. That's what I thought. It seemed like there was a lot of uh, loud noise in the background. She was on the party back then. Yeah, it looked like she was having a good time. 617-702-2542 is our phone number. If you want to reach us, who's on the phone? Is this Gene again or someone else? No, Mike, it's Grant. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Grant? I had to call in tonight because I had the honor of watching Dominique and Chauncey in the course of four days do something that takes even the most savvy political firms months, and I just wanted to have the chance to congratulate them. Thanks, Grant. Thank you, Grant. You can do it without you. Yes. <laughs> I did have a question, uh, if you guys don't mind. Um, I've really enjoyed the conversation tonight. Can you talk a little bit about what you've heard from economic empowerment applicants as to why priority periods like the one in Cambridge are so important? Has that actually made a difference to any applicants that you guys have talked to? It just made me think of Naroshmi. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's made a huge difference, actually. And one of our um, other economic empowerment applicant friends, when we met together on the Saturday before the ordinance, actually told us that um, because of what she did, her lawyer contacted her and let her know that she was going to be able to open up in Cambridge within a couple of weeks. So wow. it, yeah, where? And, you know, Do you know where? She didn't give us her location, but she said because, you know, there was a lawsuit that was going on and, you know, people said basically Boston wasn't going to do this exclusivity period because of the wouldn't do a lawsuit. Yes. And um, they're like, oh, really? Because of Cambridge took that chance. And because of that, you know, another economic empowerment person from Boston is going to be able to open up soon. In Cambridge? In Cambridge, yes. Grant, uh, I got a couple questions for you, Grant. Oh, please go ahead, Mike. Number one is our show sounding good tonight. Yep, I've been enjoying uh, everything about it. It's been awesome. No issues on the technical side? No, not at all. Everything was clear. Good. See, what happens when I throw things? <laughs> they fix it after. <laughs> you notice that? The second thing I want to ask you is about the lawsuit, because uh, there's a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this, uh, Revolutionary Clinics. I drive in on 93, and I have to look at their friggin' billboard. Telling me not to drive high? Fuck. F you, Revolutionary Clinics. Stop suing people, you scumbags. Seriously. I hate Revolutionary Clinics. That They have that billboard up there on 93 now. I want to light it on fire. I hate Revolutionary Clinics. You're, you're going to do some type of protest next week, right? Or a couple weeks from now. Tell us about that. I'm so mad at them. I hate them. Especially that condescending sign that they have. Don't drive high. Get it right. Like, you guys, revolutionary clinics, you can't get it right. You get it right. Don't tell me what to do. Go ahead, Brent. <laughs> oh, I love your passion. I'm about so sick of it. I'm so sick of the condescending billboard I have to drive back from them. I hate them. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, just, so it, as Dominique and Chauncey were talking about, the Boston process, although there were some issues with it, at least it was all centered around trying to do right by those who have been most harmed by the war on drugs, which I think is compared to what Revolutionary Clinics is doing, it's just night and day because this medical dispensary, Cambridge passes this first in the nation equity period for economic empowerment applicants. We hear about how it's having a positive impact. And then this medical dispensary files a lawsuit, not only seeking to undermine the priority period, but trying to make it so that no other city or town in the entire state could have a priority period unless corporate medical dispensaries who are owned by rich white guys 
like the CEO of Rev Clinics, Keith Cooper, are included in the period. They're in undermining the whole point of it. And so the lawsuit is just really, I don't use the word disgusting very often because I try to look for the best in people. But what that medical dispensary is trying to do, trying to shut down any potential of a priority period for equity applicants going forward statewide, it's disgusting. It's craven corporate greed at its worst. And I'm going to be honored to boycott them on December 6th at the Democracy Center in Cambridge because I'm disgusted by their actions. I'll be there. Repeat I'll, that? I'll, yeah. Repeat December that location 6th, in time? December 6th, De uh, Democracy Center in uh, Harvard Square, Cambridge, right? Yeah, it's right outside Harvard Square. Uh, it's the Democracy Center, uh, 6 p.m. on Friday, December 6th. We're going to have a bunch of local politicians who worked on the ordinance, hopefully speaking. We're going to have some activists speaking. And it's an event that I think will send a very clear message to revolutionary clinics. And again, this, when this ordinance was being fought in Cambridge, uh, Chauncey and Dominique were both on the ground there as well. And I think they got a chance to see some of the dirty tricks that these oh. corporate dispensaries pull, mm -hmm. because it wasn't just revolutionary clinics. Revolutionary clinics and Sierra Naturals, which is owned by $1 billion ca Canadian conglomerate AYR, they paid money to Consensus Strategies, which is the same firm that the Wynn Casino used when lobbying to get its land deal in Everett. And they had these patients come out in white t-shirts <laughs> trying to say that if there was an equity period in Cambridge, the companies making $90 million a year would have to charge those patients more. Yeah, it's a, a, and those, outrageous. Yeah. It, it really is. And I, I, I encourage anyone out there to if you light that billboard up on 93 with Revolutionary Clinic, just light it on fire. Hey, like, hey, I, I'm hey, good on that. Whoa, I don't care. Oh, 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 slow down. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. Hey. I'm a host with no, with no boundaries He's today. Totally I, I, I am tired of it. Like, seriously. Yeah. I'll put you on the show if you light it on fire. I'm not even kidding. He's joking. He's joking. 617-702-2542. Come sue me. Make it about me now, Revolutionary Clinics, because that's what you like to do, right? Uh, thank you for calling in, Grant. Get me thank on fire. Thank you, Grant. We'll see you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so fired up. We'll see you December 6th, Grant, definitely. Yes. You have a great night, guys. Thank you so much for taking the call. It's been fun. Thank you, too. you Grant. Friday, Bye. December 6th. I'll be there if I'm not in jail for lighting the <laughs> billboard up on fire. Or, 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 or yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I, don't worry. We'll bail you out. I'm against all forms of terrorism, but this might be okay. Yeah. I, I'm so, like, to look down on you and say, like, Follow the rules. Or, 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 what, I can't even remember what the first line is, but then it says, don't drive high. You know, it, but funny enough, they, they, um, that lawsuit was cited in, in a reason for not um, having an exclusivity period for, um, for uh, uh, Boston. So, you know, it kind of scared yeah, of course uh, it did. some of them. That's why it makes me so mad. Lawsuits yeah, yeah. make me so mad. Like, there, there's a lawsuit up in Haverhill mm -hmm. against uh, Al, uh, uh, Carolyn Pinot. For mm -hmm. her place, uh, STEM, we actually went out there and protested the businessmen twice who uh, did that lawsuit because mm -hmm. they're, it's the same, it's extortion. Mm -hmm. I, I really, especially too when you're, you're a rich white male business owner and you're suing because you didn't get your way because mm -hmm. you got to wait a little while. 
Or they, I mean, you know, it's, it has a lot to do with um, business itself you know, or, or capitalism. Yeah. You know, they, they have these uh, uh, board members that have to do what's in the best interest of their, their shareholders and their investors. You know, it's r they, they have to do it. You know what I mean? But it's, it's not good for their business in a way long term. Because yeah, in the long term, not. it's going to sink their brand. Absolutely. Like that brand is shit now in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't think so, Revolutionary Clinics, just talk to me in three, four, five years. Because we'll never, like, our show, uh, we'll never have anything to do with Revolution and Clinics. We'll never, ever step foot in there. Like, we, we were considering, you know, doing some things with them. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I would and not, not unless there's, like, some big apology tour and you actually do something to help people. Done. Yeah, I, I was at the um, uh, the expo the other day, and people were, were <laughs> booing funny. them. You know, yeah. people were booing they them. Right? Free bag they, the went, they went from best dispensary last year. They won the uh, Any Can, Me Can mm. Award, mm. which is so funny now looking back on it because if that happened this year, they would get friggin' booed. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I hope can. they win it this year if they have another uh, award for a dispensary so we can boo them. Like, yeah. seriously, we can throw things at them. Well, I, I mean, even worse is you could just not shop there. You know? No, I'm not yeah. shopping yeah. there ever. Yeah. Last yeah. time I walked in there, this was even before that, I, I, I ended up walking in there and walking out. I made a scene, actually, because they bait and switched me. Mm. And that's another topic. But, mm. you know, they send you the coupons to get you back, and then... You know, who does that to a medical patient? You, you send a coupon, but then it expires. I like, give me a break. I give me a break. Coupons aren't allowed to expire. Right? Yeah, in, well, in, no, in they can always expire. But, oh, but you know, especially when you're trying to get someone to come back. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, like, that's just not good business, number yeah. one. And, and number two, when someone's at the counter and they're saying, hey, I got a coupon. You guys sent me the coupon. And mm. I, I just think it's horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't think you give two shits. I don't think revolutionary clinics actually cares. If they cared, they would have said something to me on the way out. Did they out offer you another coupon? Hey, that's yeah, at expired, least something. It's something. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, swap. But I'm, do I'm done. I'll yeah. never go in there again. Um, so w what's next? Like, besides me ranting and going all mad about revolutionary clinics, but like, what's next in Boston? Mm -hmm. What's next in other cities and towns? Do you see other? Like fights happening right now. This has, as Dominica hinted to, that this needs to be a state level mm -hmm. um, discussion, you know. And the uh, uh, representatives in, in every single one of these uh, areas need to be educated, you know, on what we're looking for and what our plight is and what the state is uh, mandating of us. And and um, we're hoping that that we'll have a, a whole host of allies in these other 29 communities that that are trying to. Um, uh, get off the ground. These other uh, um, economic empowerment applicants who are dealing with the same exact thing. We all are beginning to uh, organize and, and uh, speak in one voice. You know, and you know, we do need priority. We do need exclusivity. We do need to uh, uh, be part of this industry. And so we're going to um, uh, move forward on the state level. Mm -hmm. and, and so you, you're in Manip your application to uh, Chauncey again is in Mattapan. Yes. And yes. it's, is it called the 420? Yes, the, the, it's gonna, we're going to be doing business at the 420. And, like um, and yeah, thanks. <laughs> and so the 420 in Mattapan, you've had your application a long time. When do you hope to open? When do you expect to open? Like that's, I want to personally, so I want to see you open. I'm invested yeah. in you now at this thank point. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so it, that goes back to the, the clarity. We do need some level of clarity. So the next step is going back to our, our city council and, and the mayor's office and having a conversation with them about about um, what are the, 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 the what's the, the practical rollout going to look like? What's the application of this rollout going to look like? And um, I'll be able to answer those, those questions. And, and uh, hopefully a lot of other economic empowerment applicants will be able to answer those questions too. 
Awesome. And I'm, I'm glad Ann called, too, about Mayor Walsh earlier because, you know, I, I do give Walsh a bunch of crap all the time <laughs> for a lot of stuff, especially cannabis-related, because in the past he was definitely an opponent. But it seems like he's starting to get on track here. Yeah, it, it takes education. They got to stop education. moving quicker. It they takes just education. Need, they need to be quicker. Yeah. That's my yeah. thing now, right? Yeah, and then the, world, the sky is not falling. And right. when people see that, you know, I, I remember, you know, people... Um, you know, not my family, but you know, people that I knew when when uh, gay marriage uh, uh, was passed and, and, and legalized. You know, people thought the world was going to end. You know, and and you know, you fast forward, you know, a couple of years after that, and they were just, oh, okay, all right, all right, this is this is actually a good thing. People can love one another. People can, uh, uh, you know, walk outside and not lose their lives. You know, and, and so, and it's not the end of marriage. So I think I, Walsh also understands that, like this is bigger than cannabis you know mm, right this is economic growth this is families this is community That's this is right. so much bigger but yeah i'm definitely educating people this is about people's yeah. lives yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's not just the economic empowerment applicant themselves mm-hmm. it's the community yeah. it, we, we are obligated to uh, serve our community and, and it makes us also um you know uh, um, tied to that community well i can't wait to see it happen uh so i like you've been organizing over the last couple of weeks. You came up with your own policies. Um, you definitely had some effect on what happened in Boston this week with the uh, what they're calling historic. I mean, it made like national news. Like this was like a big deal in Boston, and you definitely had an effect on it. And I think you made it better, much better, way better. <laughs> they, I think you saved their their butts. Actually, I don't think that they, they unintentionally they would have screwed it up and gotten a lot of like. They should be thanking you, actually. Kim Janey, I don't know if she is, but she should thank you at this point. Um, and same with Mayor Walsh and Michael Flaherty and all them. But um, like going forward, are you guys creating a group or you're staying organized? Like, how does that work? Because I see, I see, like you know, you guys doing your thing on Facebook, and you really did bring some people together. Have you thought about that, or is it just mm-hmm. kind of going to keep it informal and just kind of keep doing the way you're doing it? Well, well I, I, I feel as if. Um, <laughs> We have like, a group and it's expanding. Yes. That's what I like. like it, it's expanding. We've been, there's been different sectors, different little groups doing different things and they kind of fall off. Um, but we know that this is a movement and we're united now. And it's kind of like those that are ready to join on, join on. Um, you I don't even it. have to be, we had someone there that wasn't even a state approved anything. They weren't applying for anything. They were just a resident that wanted to know what was going on because they realized this is about community. So basically it's like, are you ready? Join on. And we're really going to look at those 29 communities and then expand. Uh, if people want to get involved in that and be part of this movement, how do they reach out to you? How do they Facebook. We're, we're Facebook. all on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So spon- uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Chauncey Spencer. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. screwing up. E- easy names today, too. Like, yeah, and Masochist had me for a while, too. Yeah, Masochist? I mean, yeah, yeah. Thank you oh, for helping me with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, Sado I think I said, Masochist. Yeah, I think I said, is it Masochist? We got it right now, though. Masochist. That's, that's oh all God. that matters. See, I think I said Masochist the first time. Whatever. I totally mangled it. I was like, uh, <laughs> what's that word? Uh, duh, I just woke up an hour ago. I did. I took a long nap today. <laughs> Feeling good. And Omanique Garner. Yes, Omanique Garner. So Chauncey Spencer, the 420, Omanique Garner, Village Piff Co-op. And we also... You're with Village? We're Village Piff Cooperative. And we also, before this, like I said, we started this movement way before because of it's hard and we don't have support so 
me, my mom. Your right? mom is Goldie. My Pip? mom's Goldie Pip. Yeah, a lot of people know her. Yeah, I, know. I do. She's yeah. known in the cannabis industry. And she's coming industry. up next. She's yeah. here. She's watching it. And so we started another group called Urban Cannabis Grow Up Association. Oh, is that you guys? That's that's us. That's because I've been watching that. I yeah. like that. That's, so that's, that's us. very good. So on Facebook, Urban, Urban Cannabis, cannabis Grow, Grow Up Association. We haven't really been posting a lot media-wise because it's really about like whoever does whatever. So it's really like my mom posts some stuff, I post some things, yep. whatever's online. But really, we joined that with um, two other economic empowerment owners. Um, certificate owners, um, Erica and um, Justin Kennedy. And we were just struggling not having support. So we supported one another, showing up to each other's meeting, asking questions about business plans, different things like that, um, and just being there for one another and started throwing events on our farm. Um, we have one of the oldest farms. We had it for over 150 years. Avery Where is Rose that? You had a party too, didn't it's you? It's in Rochester, Mass. Yeah. I heard about this. I heard it was awesome. Yeah. I heard it was like the best. We had we had our um, moon fest and we kind of had to lay low um, <laughs> this year because of everything going on. Um, you're not allowed to sell cannabis. You're not. And then things change and you weren't allowed to sell CBV and products too. So that changed our whole game because we were having events. But um, yeah, just different educational events on CBD, um, THC, um, just um, social justice. And we had about like um, I don't know, 400 people come out, about like 25 vendors. Um, so I heard it was a very good time, well organized, police were cool, yes. they, the town loved you too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Very cool. Omni Garner, Chauncey Spencer, uh, anytime you have anything that you mm -hmm. need to get the, you know, to reach the community, hit us up because we'd love to have you on. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Very well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. us. And uh, I don't even know what time it is. Are we, what time is it? Uh, eight, oh, okay, 5.46, we're doing good. Um, so what we're gonna do right now, before we say goodbye, we're gonna ask you to kind of wrap it up if there's anything else you wanna leave our community with. But what we're gonna do is bring in um, your mom, Goldie Piff, and we're gonna bring in Scott Winters too. We're gonna continue the conversation. We're not even gonna take a break, but you're gonna continue because we're all cannabis today. 617-702-2542 is our number if you wanna call in. Um, but is there anything else that you wanna kind of leave our audience with well, Chauncey uh, or yeah, Albany? yeah because there, there was a lot of um and uh, you guys got like lots of notes too I noticed like <laughs> well, you're most you're way more prepared than any politician or elected leader that comes in <laughs> there was a lot of change going on last week and and uh we weren't uh we didn't we didn't have the time to uh um you know review it and um we just wanted to make sure that we had it directly in front of us that we could look at and so uh but yeah we, we uh wanted to say that there was a lot of um uh, or there was some talk that we didn't like um, the ordinance um, as it, as it, uh, um, the final draft, you know, of it when it when it was passed. You know, again, we look at it as a working document, and um, and we wish to add to it. And, and you can change it again. Hopefully. Exactly, exactly. So it's a conversation, ongoing thank process. You, thank you, thank you, and, and people took it personal, and and uh, no, no, it was just that that we did not necessarily have the relationships that we needed in, in uh, City Hall. To, and hopefully to, you have them yeah. now. Is that what I'm kind we, of reading we, from this maybe? You're yeah. getting there? Yeah. You're getting and, there. Exactly. And you exactly. have hope. Is that and, what I'm and yeah. So, yeah, so our, our conversation um, or our addition could counter some of the um, the corporate uh, interest that, 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 it, that is in there in that space, you know, and, and uh, that is something that we wanted to, uh, to clarify. Is I'm glad because yeah. I think this is uh, very important to have that kind of just conversation because so many people out there today think there's no shot of changing anything mm -mm. you can't fight city hall that's not true. why are you going to waste your time on politics mm. they're always going to go with the money mm. and i've seen it over and over again that usually the squeaky wheel gets mm -hmm. the gets the oil 
get something. You know, mm-hmm. you might not get everything you want, mm-hmm. but they're usually going to offer you something. Yeah. And it yeah. may not be what you want or need, but again, it's it's a it's a process, a conversation, a relationship. And we and sometimes you equity. have to. Sometimes you got to raise your voice and be loud and be mean and be nasty, which I love doing. I'm good at that. That's my role. I'm the uh, the bulldog. I know that. But then the bulldog has to be quiet and let people, you know, yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah, and, we, and it's not the case that that we were, um, you know, uh, nasty we or anything like no, that. No, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's me. Oh. That's what I do. <laughs> I when you need that, you just call me. I'll do it for you. Exactly. I think um, it was an exciting process, and just know that like this power in numbers. We have to move as a team always and just don't think that you can't do it. Um, I'm doing this. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm dyslexic. I have physical disabilities that people can't see. But, yeah, I yeah. worked on this ordinance. I pulled out and I knew, like, mm, I don't know about what's this actually say. How do we rephrase this? I think we should put this in order. So don't don't doubt yourself, basically. Yeah. We can make I love change. That. Pl- pl- I'm, pl- a, I'm a talk show host who uh, had speech impediments. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. I love mm-hmm. when people say things like that. I'm dyslexic, and mm-hmm. it's not stopping you. Yeah, I, no. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't notice it. It's you're killing it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you, you, Dominique, <laughs> and thank you, Chauncey. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, it's a good time. And anything else you guys want to just join us? Join us. Add us on Facebook. Um, add us on Instagram. Um, we, we will be meeting. Hopefully, we'll have a meeting maybe December first. So, if you're interested in, you know, what we're doing, equity in this industry, equity for our community all altogether, um, contact us on Facebook. And so, you're on Instagram. Instagram. Are you on Twitter too? Um, no. I I am on Twitter. You're on Twitter. I, yeah, with I like follow I think it. I have like three followers. Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the young jerks yeah. is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, follow me there. Follow me everywhere. You know, just not follow me in real real life. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, with the young jerks, again, I want to thank uh, a caller so far. Call it in. Um, I want to thank Chauncey Spencer, Dominique Garner. Mm-hmm. Awesome guest. Thank you so thank much. You and I want you to stick around if you can, because I'd love to get a picture with you after. Absolutely. Cool. And we're gonna bring in uh, Goldie Piff and uh, Scott next. Yeah, they're gonna come sit down now. We're gonna bring them live up. And we're going to do a little changeover. But if you want to call in, this is a good time to call in. 617-702-2542. I think you left your phone over there, too, as well, Chauncey. Um, My name is Mike Crawford. And we're doing a little changeover live on the show because we don't want to take a break. But if you want to call in, I want to thank our uh, our callers. Grant Smith uh, called in earlier, as well as uh, Ann. We can get Ann's last name, but she, she, that was a good call. If you want to call in, 617-702-2542. I want to give my, my sympathy to uh, anyone who's down watching the Patriots game in Foxborough. Move over, Scott. Move over. You're, you're out of the picture. Don't move the mic. Move yourself. Get closer. Keep moving. You come on. You're, you're not in the shot. Uh, 617-702-2542. See that? That's how you look over there. I'm, I'm showing him. He's still... All right. There you are. All right. Yeah, you, we're going to have Goldie move over a little bit. Maybe that's the issue. There we go. Me move over, too? All right. We're, we're all kissing each other here. We're all, we're all, all comfy right. here. So we're the Young Jerks, and uh, now we have uh, Goldie Piff. What's up, Goldie Piff? Not much. Hey, guys. How you doing? And Scott Winters? Hey. Awesome. And uh, so we've been talking a lot about economic empowerment in Boston. I know you were part of this, what was going on in Boston this week. Do you yeah. want to say anything about that, too, Goldie? Well, we're Village Piff, for those that don't know, and we are not an applicant in Boston, but we had big concerns making sure that 
other folks like myself have an opportunity to get in here and we created create yeah have a chance at creating real equity so Kim Janey's plan was a good start but there was a lot that needed to be improved on and thank goodness for Dominic and Chauncey really going through it tooth and nail and looking for those little things that might just most of us would miss and you did get a good compromise in the end you did definitely Absolutely. change what was the original proposal and I think it's way a lot better of big changes and hopefully more to come we look forward to trying to work with all the city councilors and the mayor and most importantly our community just gathering more people and letting them understand the opportunities that we have here and how important it is to be an active part now you can't think later on we're creating the rules now that are going to affect us in five to ten years so making sure that our voices are heard our community needs to speak louder and you know we're here we understand that not everyone feels comfortable speaking in front of a camera me but now you're, um, you are you that's what you're doing today right because i understand the importance and if i don't who else will and as an economic empowerment person personally i was tired of people speaking for us but not really for us you know so i have a voice of my own and uh we're gonna take a shot and speak out and see what changes we are um, gonna bring forward and you're also an applicant too right yes where where are you an applicant what's the name of the where um we have a farm in rochester mass southeast and that's where we'll be hopefully working right now we've just been helping others across trying to set up and make sure that other economic empowerment people have a seat at the table and where where is rochester i'm, I'm like rochester is over by wareham oh, okay Harvard, so almost Plymouth. cape cod that mm -hmm. area um and what's the name of it the farm av rose farm what is it av rose av rose yes av rose yep farm it was my great grand my great like great grandfather apple and v is in victor yep Okay, A.V. Rose Farm. Yes. That's going to be the name of... Yes. Okay. And so you are you going to be growing, selling, or doing we'll both? We'll be growing agriculturally. Um, we've teamed up with some great growers in the Boston area and in the cities that they're not able, space-wise, to grow some of the things that they need. So we'll be working with them and using our property to help permaculture develop there and doing different things so awesome do you have like has the, the town I'm, sh I'm assuming it's the town of rochester approved it at this point well we're farmers so that part we can do as far as the cannabis that's a different story and we'll we'll be working on them right now there were bigger issues other than myself that needed to be addressed so we felt like we should be pushing for the greater thing our business will come. I'm not worried about that. But right now, the regulations and being a part of the policy making, and unfortunately, because the state hasn't stepped up and really set a standard, we have to do this fight in every town. Yes. And there's only um, a handful of minorities that are working On in it. this space. So it's important that we're able to show up at different events and show support for each other. And so right now, that's where our big focus has been just getting the community on board and letting them understand what opportunities we have going forward you must be happy about the way boston turned out i would guess um yeah i see great possibilities there and we're going to make sure that our voices are heard and i think that um we do have an opportunity to make some great changes 
Uh, we're the Young Jerks. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. We also have Scott Winters here. He's with uh, VNA. Uh, CNA. CNA, excuse me. Uh, completely Natural Alternative Stores. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. I always wonder what CNA is. <clears throat> so CNA stores and it's uh, in Haverhill and Amesbury. Is that yeah. right? Or yeah, right? our home state, our home city is 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 Amesbury, um, and uh, we'll have uh, we have retail uh, approved in Haverhill, and hopefully Monday we'll have our uh, last planning board meeting for our home hometown uh, uh, retail store, uh, Amesbury. Uh, we will also have our cultivation center. Uh, it will be in Amesbury, uh, and our office will be in Amesbury. Fisker very, headquarters. Very cool. And um, We're so very when do you too. think you'll open, like officially? Um, when do you hope to? We're hoping. Um, uh, it, last talk was March, April. We, we, um, it, it, it all depends on the CCC. We, uh, we're a veteran-owned uh, owned business, so veterans are, are starting to get looked at a little differently. So things could change uh, on how we're expedited or not expedited. We, we've been in the process. Uh, already a while, so that expedition, expedi you know, expediting process might, we might already get it by the time that catches up to us anyway. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And you specifically, I know you wanted to talk about a, what you're doing with some of the money um, from CNA stores. So we, we do a lot of work in the communities. In Amesbury, we're, we're there's already a road that's getting pummeled by traffic, Google and, and Apple and Waze, and everybody's been directing people down this little bitty neighborhood road in my town for a while. And um, we, um, the neighbors don't mind the cannabis thing. They, 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 they're cool with that and they love the veteran thing, but they're like, we've already got a lot of traffic. And so we did the, we did traffic studies, uh, uh, I think around three, uh, including the peer review. Um, they're getting 2,700 cars a day. Um, and that's just like one of those typical little tiny little, you know, where you play hockey out in the street type of neighborhoods. It's and so um, we're working uh, pretty diligently with not just for us, but for our community, uh, for the, with the traffic committee and council. And um, our three percent can fix what somebody else broke. So um, that we're okay with. Um, in Haverhill, uh, well, as a company. Uh, we uh, support VNOC, um, which is, and I'm going to mess this up, uh, and John Ford's going to hate me. Don't, don't mess it up. Uh, uh, just with it's, the initials. it's Veteran it's North East. No. What's the acronym? Just give us the it's acronym. The, 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 the acronym is VNOC. And v, which it, is V-N-A or E? Uh, o. VNOC. VNOC. V-N-O-C? Yeah. Call it that. Yeah, Just go with what you know, bro. So it's Veterans Northeast, and um, they cover a large swath of New England uh, from Manchester, New Hampshire, down to Marblehead, and then inland. And I can't remember what the town is inland, but it's pretty deep uh, in Massachusetts. And we're helping to start an endowment. Uh, so what um, I'm meeting with uh, a, a sax player friend of mine and the vice president of Morgan Stanley in Portsmouth, um, Morgan Stanley is pretty notorious for giving money to veterans. So... We're trying to get other companies, not just Canada companies, but other companies on board uh, at 25000 a year for five years. Um, and we get 25 companies, they'll have $3.5 million at the end of three years. They can start pulling out the interest and start home, start buying facilities to, to um, house homeless vets. So they, you know, they can split a facility into two family units and four single units or, or, or whatever the unit may be. <clears throat> 
from Manchester, New Hampshire, all the way down to Marblehead, all the way over. So um, that's really powerful. Uh, I the homeless thing for me uh, is always been um, a subject that I appreciate on many levels. But um, never being a vet, um, my first question was, you know, how does this help uh, the homeless, the the, the 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 regular civilian population, and uh, John Ford was, was, was beautiful about it. He, he, we house, you know, six vets. That's six beds that we've just freed up in the civilian pop where they can, you know, now. So we're. Housing we're, is a huge, and, huge issue right now. Well, it's the number one issue in Massachusetts I for everybody agree. right now. I just, just even reading people the work. statistics for Boston's youth in a night that are homeless and it absolutely turned it's my crazy no how need. many kids are homeless well now. and what that creates is more mental health issues yeah. too so i i you know you you get into a spiral whether you have an addiction issue or a mental health issue um i just want i was on the streets for two years i just want to be a drummer then someone could say that's a mental health issue i had gone through a divorce was like just in care and i didn't have to and um but what you see is, you know, you can only spend so many days a week dirty before you start looking on, on yourself badly. And then that starts to tear at you. Absolutely. And you spend a few years. And if you're already get, if you're already tore at, you know, whether you're a vet. Um, no, it's, or, it's or definitely. Or it's, I mean, it's just as compound. There's a thing um, where just putting on a suit, you'll feel different about yourself. Absolutely. Like me today, I finally shaved. I feel like a new man today. I mean. That's not, you know, just shaving compared to living outside for t two weeks. I feel like an old man, so I get you. I mean, yeah. it, well, it makes a difference on it, how you feel. It does, and how people look at you. Yeah. And, and that the way they look at you, or, you know, or yeah. the way you kind totally. of hold your head up. Or, 100%. You know, and you can, not a question. You can fight it for a long time. You know, I, I, you know, I held my head up proud of who I was anyway, but again. The world will beat you, you down. Yeah, you can't exactly. after a while. Exactly. Uh, even a healthy mind, it, you know, you'd have to be crazy. <laughs> not to have it affect right. you. That's you'd have, the way to, I you'd have to be able to sociopath to yeah. be able to turn it right off. Yeah. Uh, our phone number is 617-702-2542. If you want to call in, any questions? We have applicants here uh, in the cannabis space in Massachusetts. It's been a cluster F trying to get these places open. It's been a long haul. Uh, a lot of things we want to talk about uh, related to it. But I also want to ask Scott about something that always comes up now. And it bugs the crap out of me. When I go to these shops especially in Massachusetts, they're the worst uh, in terms of creating a ton of plastic junk. Mm. I go into these places and they, you know, I, I want an ounce. Okay, here's eight eighths. Right. Each is a tube of plastic. And then we're going to wrap them up in rubber mm. bands and put them in Mylar. another plastic. Mylar. Yeah, yeah it's just Not like, even plastic. I walk out of there with more plastic than I do cannabis. And, and I want... I want some weight. You know what I mean? And, like, and we've and, been we've and been selling it to each other in, in, in sandwich bags yeah, for sandwich thirty bags, years. Which you is know? bad enough, but it's not. I'm just it's saying. It's not like right? the, the plastic tubes, it's, which are really it's, it's definitely really a small percentage of what we're seeing now. And then sometimes I go into these places and they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a few with like, do you mind if we give you like seven grams too? Like, like, like they're giving you tubes like with grams, like even the eighth tubes. It's like they're not even filled up." 
It's like, why so much plastic? So the, why can't that, we get so rid of this plastic? So what you said was, a bunch, was, what you said much was a bunch of things. Um, too much plastic. No, I agree. Absolutely. I, I, too much plastic in the world in general, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, we have single serving now, stuff. Look at this. I feel bad. Every I, time I, I would get so many more of these. I love these juices, but it's the plastic. I feel guilty every time I get one. Absolutely. I like what you came in. You got a reusable. Same, That's usually what I have. Same one you came in with last time. I was on weekends, show, I, I treat you know? myself to a, to a Which vitamin water. Year ago, so I, you know, but that's not much better, right? And but at least it's reusable. You'll use it for a few years. Yeah, we look at everything in the studio. I mean, there's plastic, plastic. I mean, I know. you know what I mean? The, in the everything. construction that we're due. But, but this plastic cannabis thing is out of control. It is. I look control. at my recycling bin. It is filled with cannabis stuff. Well, and so we're going to get tagged hard. And and in Western states, we're already getting tagged as one of the biggest offenders of single serving plastic. Um, and that's the regulators. I mean, uh, they created that. They, the they Cannabis did. Control Commission uh, in the law. But we have to take some responsibility also. If you're going to be a business owner, you have to claim some responsibility. It isn't just about the government regulating it. Some, it, some of it is common sense. We could all stand to do a little better here. So I, I, I agree with that. Um, so let's let's. So that was a multi-thing statement that Mike said. So let's take it from the the, the cultivator to the retail, right? Um, one would say that it would be easier to just have mason jars, right, and yes. just do it deli, right? Metrics is pretty stringent. So if we're off, I mean, if you're off from pulling from that one container, your, your, your front of house employee is off, you're, you're, you're done, right? So it's easier for a cultivation center to prepackage, right? So I, I put an eighth in there, that's, that's an eighth or a quarter or an ounce or whatever, right? That's, that's the decisions we need to make is, is at that point, okay, let's package it in, this is, what it's going to be it's going to be an ounce this is going to be a quarter from the cultivation center not just a big baggie from the cultivation center and then right. the dispensary has got to try to make sure metrics please and there's a lot of folks in the state um uh, that that do this and do this well so i'm not saying it can't be done um but it makes things more difficult especially when you're talking about rfid and tracking all of these packages and so massachusetts kind of has a system where you it, it makes more sense to prepackage. got it Right. Go ahead. Um, I, I think that's still that's one of those but things. But even then, that's but, still but let's talk part about our what, responsibility. What, yeah, even though we, they say prepackage, it's still up for us to find the best. The best way of doing this, right? right. I, and plastic doesn't and have to be our go-to choice. It doesn't, but it. So there's not a lot for the. So and I'm not sticking up for anything other than I've tried to find packaging for our product, and you can. You, you can search the world for, for hemp packaging, and there's really only one company in the United States, that, and that's Santa, um, and they make a hemp packaging. Um, that's not sustainable, right. right? Why do you say it's not sustainable? Because one company can't feed this but entire But we'll see industry. that changing. Yeah. Okay. This year we've seen such a growth in my hemp point business. Is, but, uh, my but, point is if they can do it, so can we. And, and, and we've got forty thousand. So we let me ask you this though: Is are people using that company in, in the cannabis space? I haven't seen any yet. No, and none in Massachusetts. And it's expensive. It's okay. more. It's far okay. more expensive. Which okay. is going to get passed. So on. get to your point. You, you get a point. Like if they can do it, you can do it. So I, as as a whole, we've got a lot of stems and sticks going on out there, and we can. So we as a company, um, we're funding a research an R and D. Um, with UMass Lowell, with we 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 approached UMass Lowell 
they said, yes, this is a great idea, and then some other company approached them. So now there's two of us, one's from Michigan, and that's all they do is packaging that I can find so far. I'll find their deep roots and see how far back they go. But um, they're going to fund 25, we're going to fund 25, and we're going to do the re research and development to figure out how we're going to take our waste product and turn it into packaging. Good. And then we can get everybody else's. We can go to ATG. ATG's in my town. I know that the, the bad guys are not or whatever, but they're in my town. We can take their, we can take their waste. We can take, I got a craft guy right across the street, um, take his waste. Um, I can take everybody's waste and we can turn it into a packaging that we eat in the cannabis industry. And then can will use. that be recyclable too? No, you can throw that out in your bag. If I have it, if we... Oh, so you just throw it out and it I'm breaks hoping, down? I'm hoping. Don't quote me on that because there might be polymers that are mixed That's with... That's what I'm wondering. What, what, what's mixed with that? Let's get through the research and development part first. Yeah. I mean, first we gotta we got to go through that whole process before... We'll, but my goal would be to throw it out in the backyard. You know, it becomes part of the garden. Uh, that, that would be my goal. Um, and we're talking about the Rockwell cubes too. So we have, you know, mm. Rockwell, the root... Although we discussed some other cool things that we could make the root out of, um, or make the, make with the root, um, but you know that's that's a lot of waste um, that we can we can turn around into something and 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 lead with. That's that's a big part. Is 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 okay? So now this is commonplace, and if you if it's too expensive for everybody because you can have a processing thing going on here, um, and we if we make a separate business model out of it, hell, we'll make a separate business model out of it. And then we'll just take everybody's product in, all their waste products, you know, and have it dumped off at our facility, and then we can put it back well, out. Why again. can't we just change the rules so that we don't have to have so much plastic, too? I mean, this is the... It's the, the child suit. It's child a, protective. It's child protective thing. It's ridiculous, because it, it, they don't do it for alcohol. I can go to get a gallon of uh, Jack Daniels, and there's no child protective plastic covering on it. Right. Well, there is. There's that little rating, but that's not that's really child protective. That's not child protective. That's a seal. Yeah, that's not mandated by government, you know? And uh, th that's also on the cannabis. That's a, that's, you know, a lot of times I'm looking at, like, three, four layers of plastic to get to my cannabis. It's so ridiculous. I, so I, I, um, I've, I've been to a lot of dispensaries around the state, um, and I've only gotten two layers by one of them oh, uh, most of them a lot most of them will give me so i get i get concentrate i never i rarely get uh, flour see, I, I get flour i get and either way i get so i get my concentrate in a plastic or glass yeah. usually with a plastic top yeah um if i get flour um it will come in a plastic little bitty plastic tube. thing and then they put it in a, a plastic white, bag nope white paper sometimes Every time, every time yeah. I've been, every every place that I've been throughout the state has been a white paper, Not except me. for one company that remains that unmentioned. There's only the only place I can think of that does that is Healthy Farms. Actually, the the uh, brown paper bag. Everywhere else, I've gotten the uh, uh, Garden ATG. Remedies. Um, ATG's got the Bylar bags. The yeah, big, yeah, yeah, they got them. Um, Mayflower. They have their own branded ones. I haven't um, seen Mayflower yet. Yep, um, Sierra. Well, I haven't been to Sierra. Yeah. So all those places have them. Garden Remedies is is white paper. Uh, Caroline's Cannabis is white what, paper. What was the other one I was? Uh, like Berkshire that. Roots is white paper, I believe, if I remember correctly. And then the place uh, in, in in Worcester, the place which is, in Lynn. I'm talking about ones that are local, not like you. It seems like you're going to the cherry picking ones. That is Worcester is not local to me. I, I'm talking. But that's about, local to me. Yeah. <laughs> Worcester? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I do the 495 yeah. corridor. So the, 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 Berkshire uh, Roots is the other place in Lynn, Apotheca. Um, the other place in Danvers, they, they all use the Mylar. Yep, like, okay. I have, you know why I know that, Scott? Because I have a stack of them in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I don't even go to dispensaries much at all. I, I'm just honestly. I'm just telling you my so, stack from your yeah. stack. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. Is, is, yeah. The only one that I know that's locally use. around us. I don't know if that. Yeah. Well, we go to medical. The only one I know around here that uses the paper bag is, like I said, Healthy Farms. It's the only one. Wow. That's a shame. So they need to do something. 617-702-2542 is our phone number if well, you want to call in. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about today? Because we're, we're starting to run out of time here. So what is, wait, so I, let me go back to they. Um, I think. Go back to what? They. So They? What do you mean they? So I think we as a whole, I think we as a, we, we talked about being having the power to change things. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of industries that use plastic and there's a ton of farms that are ready to plant seeds. And the more hemp that we grow, not just for CBD, I mean, no offense to CBD, but that's where the focus is and not, you know. That's where the money is. Everybody's though. nurturing the flowers. We're nurturing the flowers too. So that's where not, the money is. It is where the money is. But where, the, where, where can be really helpful is acres and acres and acres grown for fiber. You don't have to water it as much. You don't have to give it nearly the nutrients. And it's better for the soil. It breaks down and it, it, it'll heal your soil. Um, and we can start making, you know, tables and everything else out of that. You know, BMW makes their, their door panels out of, out of hemp. Um, Insulation for homes. It, yeah, it's just endless. These, the these headphones, you know, that, that we could go on and on and on if we could just get the seeds in the ground and we could just let farmers farm. But the government is in the way. Yeah, the government's in the way. That's what I'm saying. That's what that, that that's what I mean by they is that we have to we have to we have to keep preaching this message, and we have to get them or, or whoever to you know to, that's to a just, good point. Just start I'm, I'm going to bring this up every single time I have uh, an elected the, official on the Feds. cannabis control commissioner because it's like they need to hear it. They, they need to hear it. like what the hell are they doing? We need to promote it. And the problem is, and I'm part of the problem. I mean, we're all part of the problem with the cannabis thing. We're the focus. No, I, I don't think I'm part of the problem. I, I complain every time I go in those places, and I tell them I'm not going to come back my, because my, of the price of the shitty selection and the amount of plastic. I, I basically have been telling those places when I go there, like, I, I, I am fed up. <laughs> it's true. Well, and that's, and that's, that's, that's okay. I, I, I just think, I think, you know, there's, we have to do a lot of state house meetings. Yeah, as I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> well, yeah, I am a hypocrite, all right. And and, and but, but so so am I. I mean, all of my in my world is plastic too. Yeah, I mean, it just gross. Know, it just you realize now. All of our, We're all but we understand that We're our realizing. businesses are going to have such an impact. It yep. isn't even like on the personal level. Yep. We will destroy things if we don't. You know what? My, my, you know my, my, my office is across the street from two landfills in our town. And we just put solar oh, yeah. farms over top of them and called it a day. Yeah, they're, they're shut down. They capped them. Leaching. Yeah, yeah. Well, all that stuff is leaching. It's into awful. The ground. You know, I you know just, it's 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 funny too because you know my business. What do I do? <laughs> I walk dogs. You you fertilize. <laughs> and no, we don't fertilize. You we have to we have to pick up random every neighbors. single <laughs> friggin' poop. Bags. We don't leave them there. What are you oh, crazy? That's right. That's, that's right. how you go out of business. That's, right, that's, that's how you end up on Facebook with. This guy doesn't pick up the poop. <laughs> yeah. That's Scott. You'd last one day in my business. I don't have a dog. I got a cat you, for that you, reason. You, I don't yeah, care. your cat can leave poop all over I'm the, the time. I'm no the guy in the threads is just like, man, but, it's poop. What's the problem? When, you have stop, a, when, you, when, when you're picking up, do like, you know, if you go look at my jacket right now, it's full of plastic bags mm -hmm. from dog walking. I've got a, uh, I don't know, a box in my back car with like, you know, 
thousand rolls. More, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I buy them in bulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I look at it the same thing. Like I'm, I feel guilty every day. Those could be like. But the, what the can prime, I do? Prime example. What can I do? Biodegrade. What can I do? Yeah. I mean, well, the, the, can the we make them out of dog poop? <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> that's a little gross, isn't it? I that's mean, a, that's a lot but, of research and development. But, but I mean, not, something's uh, got to be done. It just, I mean, I can't leave the poop there. I got to use something. No, you're right. You're right. You're right, and and and. What happened to those shovel things they used to have? That. Oh, I, I'm I'm walking twenty dogs a day. You think I'm gonna walk around with a shovel? What do I do with a shovel? I like, put it back in my car, like you know. Oh what no I mean? no no, not like that. Yeah. I thought you'd dump it in the trash just like that. In your own barrel, happen. but some people, yeah. It, it's, Public trash. Yeah, no, it's carry a one big bag yeah. instead of instead of. And sometimes you have multiple dogs. You That's can, pretty you can't gross. carry a shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you, I'm good with that. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You just can't. You, you need to put it in something like a little baggie. But uh, our phone number six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Some people do use those. I laugh at them. But they're the you know folks with like one little you know one little doggy. They don't want to get their hands dirty. I don't give a shit if my hands get dirty. I just wash them later. Jesus. That's why I got paid the big money for That's why I don't taking care. your dog out to take That's a poop. Why I don't care if you put it in a bag or not. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. It's funny too, because uh, although I, I some people have been complaining, I'd be if it was my lawn, so. some people have been complaining about our rates lately, and I just laugh. I say, you know what? If I wasn't busy twenty four seven, like so busy, if you don't want to pay the rates, good. I don't want you. Right. <laughs> it's just like you know. So that's our business. We're doing really well, um, and you know, I always compare my business to the cannabis industry. We have no oversight. We have no government regulation. We have no you. Know, Wow. You know, you, you generally, if you're a dog walker uh, in the dog care business, you should get some liability insurance. You should get some licensing, but you don't need to. Right. There's no law that says you have to do anything. Uh -huh. And you could just basically be a self, you know, and a lot of people do it that way. And if you're really good with dogs, it's probably okay. Um, but I look at it versus cannabis. And the thing about my business is that a lot of competition, but there's a lot of business. Yeah. Like, I can't. You know, and you think like, because I, I look at the cannabis industry and I'm like, why do we have so much barriers to entry and so much oversight and so much lack of? So and then I confusion. say, you know, the big boys don't want competition. It's uh, like that's not it. And, I think, and I sit there. And I mean, say, that's you know partially what? it, but I think I think I, I think competition is great. Like I think that the, the like for me, there could be it, competition doesn't matter. Like we in our business, we have more than we know what to do with. Is what I'm saying. I think there's a lot of confusion. I think there's so much. I mean, at the town side, you've got town regulators not knowing how to deal with things. You've got state folks that obviously don't know how to deal with things. And I'm not picking on anybody in particular. I'm just saying there's a lot of unknowns. It seems to me like it's our industry is regulated more by anti-cannabis folks. That's right. And, and, exactly. And we're, that's not the majority of the people who voted for this. That's right. Right. And so it seems like, and you know, we've been to state house meetings, um, where, you know, they try to add these things and there's lobbyists that are there that are trying to get their packaging to be mandated to be like our packaging is the best and it's got a little seal on it that won't break and you can tell if it's been opened in a right. car or opened wherever it's, it's very safe that. it's very good and we should mandate it and it's just like wow this and it's the same old salesman guy that's been traveling around the country with this stuff for for decades right and it's just it goes to the state house and the state house goes that's a great idea because they're anti it's very anyway, safe it's very thing, safe next thing you know you've got another bill you got to pass down to the consumer 
and then we get tagged for it. One of this little guys is running around to the bank, you know, and I, I, I thank God every day for Shaleen Title. Um, you know, her letting folks know what's happening. Um, you know, just, just trying to, a, gov a Massachusetts government website, really? Like you can't, I don't know what's going on through that website, nobody does. Like in your local communities, you watched Merrimack, just, they just voted Vote down. 300 people showed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You yeah. don't, nobody knows, yeah, nobody, nobody cares, knows. nobody's paying attention. The only people that know are against website. it. Right, and so I, Cannabis Control Commission, uh, I have to say as a, as a former web designer for, for, for a decade plus, it's the best website. In the state? Yeah, yeah, it's well in many states. It's, yeah. it's really easy to use. It's really easy to find the documents, comparatively speaking. But this committee that meets at the state house level, and then you've got to park thirty-five dollars to park in the parking garage. I've got to limp, you know, up this massive hill to get into the into the state house, and then drive in and out of the box. Who the hell wants to do that? Who oh, wants to come in from Amesbury, Mass, or any other place in the state? And wants to come into Boston craziness no during offense, the work day. During the work day, and then well, well now they the moved to Worcester, so no, this well, wasn't. This was a, no, this was the. Uh, yeah, They're a, just moving to Worcester. No, like this, this wasn't the commission. This yeah. was um, hearing at the oh, state yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the other committee. Yeah, yeah they were trying to add rules. another 500 let's, feet let's, to us. Yeah, where kids congregate and churches, folks that don't pay taxes anyway. Because it's that you know, right now, we're all grappling with the vape ban and. There was a hearing this week, and it was a circus. Like, basically, the governor of Massachusetts got on WGBH radio, talked about data, transparency, and the need for this information, and all this BS, and then basically didn't know. He, he basically said, I think the hearing's in December, the, the hearing that a court mandated that he hold because he didn't do the process right to ban the vapes, and the hearing was actually the next day. And a lot of the advocates were reaching out to the governor the day before, asking about the date and the location of the hearing, and the governor's office didn't have that information for them. And the, and the location got changed. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shadiness around this hearing Late and around files. this bait van yeah, and about what the governor's office. And so then Shaleen Title and um, Chairman Hoffman show up at the DPH hearing. Saw that, and they're what are they asking the governor for? Data, transparency, information—not just right. for them, which they need, yeah. which they haven't gotten from the DPH. So the people now that are in charge, Even the people that the judge gave the authority to, the Cannabis right. Control Commission—they right. don't have the data from Mass DPH who started this whole mess. They right. don't have the data from the Mass Governor's office. The Mass Governor, who's talking a bunch of bullshit on WGBH and not getting challenged by the hosts again. Notice how that happens all the time. And he gets to, to flout all those BS, but Shalene and Hoffman showed up and said, hey, we need the data. We need to know where this product was sourced. We need, we need to know all, all the data. We need to know. If you expect us to make a decision, yeah. give, us the, give us the information to make and, a decision. And not only that, publish it to the public. Stop yeah. cherry picking. Yeah. The only time we get data, you know when we get data from them? Is when they get uh, a question for on w when when the mayor, uh, not the mayor, the governor, and uh, the head of DPH go on WGBH, and they get a question, a phone call from one of us. Then all of a sudden they have some data, some cherry picked data. 
It's all it, politics. It's all, it's it, all. It is all politics. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I just wanted to mention that today because that's ongoing. I mean, do you want to comment on any of that, any of what I'm saying on this? No, I mean, I am completely with you on that. It doesn't make sense. Why, why wouldn't the commission be given this data a long time ago? They shouldn't have to come to a public hearing to announce that they haven't had it. It's exactly. embarrassing. They should have got boxes at their office when, they, when the governor said, here, you make the decision. They should have got right. boxes right that then. That day. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was weeks ago. That's, that's odd. Months that's, ago. That's, I don't even know. Like it, it's it was been a weeks while. ago. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was probably ago, almost so. a month. I mean, yeah. Since, since it went in from probably a ban to... I would say it's closer quarantine. to three to four weeks than one or two weeks. No, it's been a while. Quarantined like yeah. two weeks, I think. Yeah. I think something. I don't so know. So it's been a while. But yeah, that's, that's, that's sketchy. Wicked. Well, and even if you go to the CDC, there's not, I mean, the, the vitamin E thing is really the only thing that the CDC is talking about. Yeah, they're, they're saying that it's when all vitamin E. Yeah. And they think that all they, the other cases. That's not what they're saying. But yeah, they are, basically. If you look at the latest, they're, they're, they're saying that we believe it's vitamin E. We've identified that. And they're even starting they've to say. They've identified the, that all the cartridges have vitamin E. And they're they also. They haven't identified if there's other compounds that are causing the issues. And they, that's, that's, that's. That's right on the scene. Well, this is that's the problem not what that they've said. What they've said is that they've identified vitamin E, and they're saying that the other reports they don't think are true. They are, are pointing to, like, that people have been making it up because, you know, people get embarrassed. People don't want to admit they're using illicit THC cartridges. So that's what is happening, and that's what I believe. I think it's all been vitamin E. I don't think there's anything else. Mm. If there's any evidence, evidence or information on that i'd love to hear about it um some people talk you know talk about the uh soldiering and the metal pieces but no nothing there has been nothing from cdc on that there's nothing there hasn't been anything about the heavy metals or nothing. Has, there's been nothing. anything nothing. about fats or sugars nothing. that might be introduced in these nothing. things and that's it's all been vitamin e there's nothing else and that's, and that's what it looks like 85 percent of the cases of vitamin e it's vitamin e so again, they've they've identified. From what I've read, they've identified vitamin E. Um, I, I from what the last time I read the CDC site, that's not they th that's not what they've narrowed it down to. It could be other things, and the CDC still recommending against vaping. Well, um, they've always been recommending against vaping. Like they've recommended against cigarettes I, I or mean, weed. I yeah. get it. Yeah, no, I and I <clears throat> you know you can take that with a grain of salt, but um, I you know I I my opinion on this topic has is and has always been the same thing make sure if you're if you're if you're trying to consume cannabis consume cannabis 100 percent extract if you're if if your product has fillers i i don't understand why you're paying for fillers absolutely i don't understand why you're, you're in, in new york they're saying it's you know 70 30 uh, fillers to uh, uh, cannabis. It's like uh, you can, you got a $70 cartridge and you got a $70 mm -hmm. gram of shatter. Pick the shatter. Well, that would be good for the Cannabis Control uh, Commission to be regulating and, and setting that. <coughs> and that's, that's ideal what I think is going to happen. Um, and and as far the as the cartridges go, what the governor has done is ridiculous, though. To ban everyone, to send them to the black market, to send them the man, uh, to Maine and New Hampshire. Hampshire yeah. It's just silly. It's putting people out of business. It's hurting patients. It's hurting consumers. And it's putting more people at risk because he's sending them more often than not to the black market where those uh, cartridges are tainted right. with all the things you're talking about. I agree. And I think, I, well, and... Hey, it's Jeff from Brennan Smoke Shop. So this Labor Day is Brennan Smoke Shop's first annual Taxachusetts Relief Day. 
There'll be no 6.25% sales tax on anything we sell in the store. There'll be no $3.50 excise tax per pack. There'll be no 40% cigar tax. There won't be tax on any accessories we sell. No tax on the vapes, the bongs, the CBD, the pods, the grinders, the pipes. There won't be tax on anything we sell all day this coming Labor Day. Because we're closed. Have a good one.